The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Welcome to Reclaim Your Claim your freedom. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton, and I'm thrilled to have your company wherever you are in the world and whatever your time zone. You've probably noticed by now that I just absolutely love people, and today we are so fortunate to be talking with one of Australia's foremost partnership marketing experts with nearly two decades in the industry. Another passionate Aussie, CEO and founder of Partner to Grow, Simon Novello. Hello, Simon. Thanks for joining us today on this bright and early morning in Australia. Hi, Shirley. It's wonderful to be here, and I think I can see the uh, the sun peaking, starting to look through the um, the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know the show is called Reclaim Your Freedom, and I know that you've had what you call a tree change, where you moved from the big city in Sydney out to the country. And we listeners, we were laughing before we got on because I have to say, it's. One o'clock in America, it's 6 a.m. in Australia, and being on radio, well, I won't tell you that I didn't get dressed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we possibly have matching flannel pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a good look. <laughs> so, Simone, you're passionate about people, and you and your team truly believe that we will all do better together, and this is why you created your business partner to grow. Leveraging your own six steps to partnership marketing success model with virtually no paid marketing, you tripled your cash flow in as little as 90 days and you've developed a prosperous business, growing the business by over 260%. And I believe that's like period on period. You instantly grew your customer reach and you've created a thriving and fast-growing partner-friendly community as well as reap the benefits of satisfied clients who have implemented your system and are now partnering with banks, national retailers and enhancing existing referral relationships to create unprecedented results. You've been nominated for and won and placed in several industry awards and most importantly, as we said, you're living your dream lifestyle. I love it. <laughs> it is. I'm, I consider myself to be very lucky uh, and I think it's something that I, I really want to share with as many people as possible because growing a business is, is challenging, I think, at any stage of its growth. Mm-hmm. And you can use partnerships at, at any stage of a business's growth. You can use partnerships in lots of different strategic ways. And when you understand how to do that, um, it's quite transformational. So that's why I get so excited about the subject. <laughs> Yes, well, I'm fascinated to know more. So first up, let's define what we mean by the term partnership marketing um, and also another word I've heard you use as well, connections. So what's the difference and why are they important? Uh, so lots of people have lots of connections and, and particularly these days, whether they're LinkedIn connections or Facebook friends or, you know, people in your in the old school terms, your Rolodex, um, or just, just lots of contacts and people that you may know through work, uh, suppliers. These days we seem to know lots and lots of people and, and, you know, the world is certainly a much smaller place in that regard. Uh, when you're talking about um, marketing partners, we're talking about a much more uh, leveraged relationship than, than just having a contact. So it's kind of uh, understanding how to identify those connections that you have where there's prospects for a mutually beneficial relationship 
And and in, in the simplest terms, you start with the on the marketing partnership end of town, which might be just doing simple marketing campaigns with those contacts and and building up on a relationship from there. Well, what do you mean there by a, a campaign with your contacts? What does that mean? So it could be a so we're usually talking on the marketing partnership end of town a marketing campaign. So it may be that you both have a complementary product or service. You're targeting the same audience, and uh, and you decide to run a competition uh, where one partner's adding value to the other partner, or you might share some really valuable content that's relevant to to that particular audience. So, uh, for example, when I bought my central heating. Uh, in in the house I have up in the mountains, we you know I was asking the central heating person about uh, you know window coverings and and how to reduce my utility costs and could he recommend somebody who installed in, um, insulation so that I, I retained the heat and I didn't end up with massive um, electricity bills and of course he didn't. He didn't know anybody. He couldn't help me, and I thought, "Wow!" When he gave me the quote, which would, which was around eight thousand dollars, so it wasn't a, a you know a cheap mm. um, purchase. It would have been fantastic, I thought, if he'd had an information pack that said, "You know, look, here's how you minimise your um, utility costs. Uh, we can refer this insulation provider, and he's got this great offer for you." Or did you know if you put underfloor um, insulation in, you'll save this much? Um, or you retain this much heat. So that's a that's an example of what would have been a fantastic marketing partnership where both parties would have benefited and most importantly, it would have made my, my life a lot easier because I wouldn't have had to go out and do all that research myself. Wow. Okay. I love the way that you've said that and that you really are thinking about the customer because often a lot of people when they're looking at marketing, they're thinking about, well, how can I get leads and, and customers into my business? But there's another side to it there and that is that you are actually helping out the customer by if you've got somebody that comes referred or recommended, you know, especially in the trade area, I uh, can see how that would be really beneficial. Um and I like what you. I think I like the title you chose because at the heart of what we do, it's looking for not just the win-win, but the win-win-win, which yes. is uh, how do I win? How does my partner win? And how do our how does our audience win? And if you are if you really do have that that deeply seated win-win-win intention, uh, you don't have to sell again, and you will find the right partners, and they will love what you've got to offer, and their customers will be better off, and it's just this big snowballing effect of benefits so that's why that's why I love doing what I do yeah I and and I can really see that and for somebody like me it's always easier for me to sell somebody else when I say sell promote is probably a better word than to promote myself you know I could easily say well you know if you want to be able to make uh, leverage your connections then you need to see Simone as opposed to oh look at me look at me (laughs) (laughs) well partnerships will be perfect for you because you're basically you've got a partner endorsing you and it's always more credible though when somebody else uh you know sings your praises than when you are singing your own praises so that's that's another reason why uh, it's such a great strategy Mm. And I love the fact that you've actually made a business out of this because I can remember going to a seminar, gosh, this must have been nearly 20 years ago, and the the person was talking about a a builder who builds new homes and then saying, uh, making an example and saying, look, you could go to the local land uh, landscape person the person who mows your lawns and and say would you like an introduction you know if you if you wanted to partner up there and I can remember at the time thinking yeah that's a good idea but I really don't know how many people would actually start looking at their own business and thinking about that and so what you've done now is to actually create a business out of helping people to do that and I think more importantly getting them to take action because we can all come up with great ideas but it's the action that actually implements Definitely, and and I think what's interesting is I I've never met a business owner or, or anybody working for a company that doesn't have underleveraged assets that doesn't already have connections that they could be better leveraging, and and quite often it's it's like going to university with uh, 
your best friend and realising and looking for a, a husband and realising that, you know, you, that guy was the, the one all along and he's been right under your nose. It's kind of like that with partners. It's, you know, it, they quite often your best partners have been under your nose all along and those issues that you were trying to solve or those challenges you were trying to overcome, um, you already had the resources and assets and partners to do that. You just weren't looking at them that way. Great. Well, um, let's have a little bit more on definitions. What's the difference between a marketing partner, a strategic alliance and a joint venture and why do we need to know? It's really important because if, you, if you've got to be careful what you ask for and if you go to a larger business in particular or somebody who's got a, a corporate background, they will, if, and you ask for a joint venture, you're asking, you're basically going on a first date and asking them to get married. A joint venture is a legally, usually a legally binding entity where you go into business together. It's quite serious and you need to think it through it carefully. And I hear lots of smaller businesses use the term joint venture very loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, a marketing partnership is more like the first date. It's less committed. Uh, it's always where you should start when you're getting to know a partner to see if it's a good relationship. And, uh, and, and then after you've had a few marketing partnership campaigns together, that's when you can say, well, hey, let's build on this relationship. We really love working together. We get great results. Um, what else could we do together? And that's where you might start to share other kinds of resources like uh, staff or warehouses, um, fulfillment facilities, call centers, and that's where the relationship, or you might co-produce a product together. Um, it, it just gets way more strategic. And only after that, and we don't really get into the joint venture into town, only after you've done a bit more strategic work might you say, maybe we should merge or maybe we should actually go into business together. So if you walk up to a, a bigger business and say, I'd like to talk to you about a joint venture, you usually won't even get um, a phone call back and you won't know why. So... Uh, really important to use the right language. Okay, and that example that we gave earlier um, with your central heating was the first step. That was the marketing partnership. The, it yeah. is. That, that one probably is a little bit more strategic um, when you put packs like that together, but sharing simple content that your audience will benefit from that's relevant to their customer journey and their experience of your service um, that's a simple marketing partnership. One of the things that comes to my mind then is maybe the wedding industry where, you know, the bride has to or the whole family basically has to organise, you know, the dresses, the flowers, the photographer, the venue, the cake, all of that sort of thing. Is, is that where, you know, people can be giving information, as you say, giving the content on, well, you know, if you're looking for a cake, here's this and this is what you need to know, etc. Absolutely. You, you simply think about what your customer's going through and their customer journey and you'll identify all these other touch points with other businesses and, uh, and from there you can create a great um, relationship with those businesses. Oh, okay. That's really important. So, listeners, if you're in business and you're, you, like me, aren't particularly fussed on the selling part, what Simone, Simone sorry, has just given you is gold. So, looking at your customer, looking at their customer journey and then looking at who else they need in that journey and then how you can partner with those people, look at the touch points. So, we're going to take a short break while we're doing that, listening to the, the commercials and also thinking about your business and then who else might you be able to identify in terms of what Simone's talking about. We'll be back real quick. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. 
If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. We've been talking with Simone Novello, Australia's foremost partnership marketing expert. And what we're talking about today is not only fascinating, but it's compulsory. If you're in business and you don't want to sell, never have to sell again, which is fantastic because of the partnerships that you can make with some of the other people in the your customers' lifestyle. Um, what am I talking about here? Your customers' journey when they're purchasing something. So I'm going to hand it over to Simone because I'm getting myself all tongue-tied here. So... <laughs> Simone, I'm curious, and I'll bet our listeners uh, are dying to know what got you interested in and started in the industry because what you provide is not a common service. No, it's quite unique, actually, and uh, I think lots of people are talking collaboration, uh, partnerships. It's it's trending globally. Uh, If you look at resources like uh, GE, they put out an innovation barometer and more and more businesses are, are partnering and, and, and they use the word collaborating a lot. And, uh, and, but the thing is that what they're also talking about and what the studies show is that in 86% of cases when a strategic alliance or a partnership fails, it's usually because the, the one or both partners didn't have the partnership capability to make it succeed. Um, and what that usually means is they're, they're spending, say, 50% of their energy on, on negotiating this legal contract um, when most of the value is actually in the relationship and do you have the, the strategy right, do you have the model right between the partners. And only 10% of the value is really sitting in the legal agreement if, if you even have one. So um, so for me, that my passion... It all started when I was working in large-scale loyalty programs with airlines and banks, uh, and you, I'm sure um, the listeners are familiar with um, earning airline points and being able to earn them at uh, participating partners. So when you fill your car up with uh, some gas, is the common term in America. Um, if you, you know, if you're filling it up with petrol or you're buying um, groceries, that you can often earn points, uh, airline points or credit card points and use those to buy things. So that's kind of where I got my start in partnerships. And in Australia, the Qantas airline is actually um, not worth, it's worth about a third of their loyalty program. So Qantas Frequent Flyer, which is their loyalty program, is worth three times more than the airline. So they're kind of like a loyalty program with planes. Um, And that all happened as a result of the strength of their partnership program and the fact they use this asset being their frequent flyer currency. And so in the early days, of course, we did lots of um, partnerships between the big guys, the airlines and the, and the petrol retailers and department stores and all that sort of thing. But what we also saw was really clever, innovative, smaller businesses like Roses Only and Red Balloon Days. And if you Google them, you'll, you'll see that these guys are, um, are now present all over the world and have very successful business. But back when I met those people, they're just getting started. They, uh, Simone, we're losing you a little bit there. It, it's breaking up a little bit. I'm just going to talk to you um, listeners about the benefits of this and, and what Simone, Simone is talking about. And we're, we were talking about the um, 
frequent flyer with the airlines. Well, I can remember one time I was going to visit a customer and the um, flight was actually cancelled and I ended up, if you, you may not know Australia very well, but I was going to a small country town in the east coast. Anyway, the plane got cancelled. I ended up in a big city and then I ended up having to fly back down to Sydney. And when I got there, I thought, you know what, I've got to wait here for another couple of hours. I'm going to go and join the frequent flyer club, the um, business club with the Qantas. And then what happened was it cost me about $800 for a sandwich. (laughs) I thought, wow, (laughs) you know, that was how expensive it was to get in. But ever since then, it's just been fabulous for me. You know, I can go into the lounge, I can use all of the services and the internet and um, and then really look at the people that they're partnering with. So, Simone, uh, how are you going with your end there? Well, I've tried switching back to the uh, the other internet, so hopefully that's working. I am getting NBN, but it's, uh, it's I haven't got it yet, so it could be mm-hmm. a bit dodgy. Um, so, Shall we have a go on this connection and see if that's better? Yeah, it is a lot better. Okay. So right. so you were talking about um, your history here and uh, your experience with partnering with what you call the, the big guys and then noticing that some of the smaller companies were starting to use this strategy. So tell us a little bit more about that. So what was really interesting was, I mean, if you try to join a, a, a large, if you're a smaller business and you try to join a, a large loyalty program now, it's a lot harder now than it was back then. Um, but what I found back then was we had these smaller businesses that, I mean, one Roses only had one florist shop in Sydney when he started out in the mid-90s and by the year 2000 he had a partnership with ComBank. Yeah, I think on the break we will switch to the phone. And um, we can uh, take a quick break and we can sort this out. So, listeners, stay with us. We're going to be right back because this is gold. And if you're in business, you really need to know this information. So stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover BusinessFreedomFighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Well, we're back. So let's have a little regroup here and get ourselves uh, situated again. These things happen when we're on live radio. And um, thanks for listening and thanks for your partnership. Um, you has <laughs> really tossed me this morning. Th- thanks, for <laughs> thanks for your attention. My goodness me. So let's start. You've got partnerships on the brain, Shirley. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> oh, and, uh, 
And it really is a partnership too. If you if you think about, you know, the partnership that we have at the moment and then the partnership that we've got with our listeners and you were talking before about providing great content and that's one of the things that we really want to do for our listeners here is to provide content for them so that they can grow their business, they can be more efficient in their business and, of course, at the end of it is to be able to have their ultimate business lifestyle. So, We've been talking with Simone Novello and we've been talking about marketing partnerships. We've been talking about strategic alliances. We've been talking about joint ventures and they are different. And Simone has been giving us her background on how she started. So when she was working in, I'll call it the big end of town in Sydney and working, looking at these major um, partnerships between some of the airlines and then their partners for their frequent flyer programs and their partnerships and actually having the businesses valued based on these relationships. And then I'm guessing, Simone, that you saw that opportunity when you were looking at a couple of the smaller businesses. We were talking about a a florist that only had one shop and now is all over the world. And so something happened there that you saw that and decided that you wanted to do something about it. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I was sitting on the other end of the, on the other side of the fence, on the bank side, and I, you know, I saw this fantastic business owner who had a just such a brilliant way of approaching um, a major bank with an opportunity to partner, and uh, and he just did it the right way. And he had, and I actually since and I, I, I delve into a really great case study around his business and the way he used different types of partnerships uh, to build his business from one florist to a, a global enterprise. And, uh, and he, you know, the bank also had an existing florist partner who was already a global florist business. So you have to ask yourself, wow, this guy was pretty phenomenal to be able to approach a bank get the partnership and kick the incumbent out and uh, and grow his business to the size that he did and he sold the Australian arm a couple of years ago for eight figures. Um, so he did really, really well for himself. And and that was, I guess, the, early, the, the beginnings of me feeling really passionate about the opportunities for up-and-coming and smaller businesses to partner with the bigger businesses. Uh, so fast forward to, uh, I think it was 2008 when I first had the idea for this business and uh, and I, I realized that uh, it's not just about the connection. I think a lot of people think that if I introduce that person to that person, they're just going to have this amazing partnership. And, and what I found in my experience was even that what even though that's what a lot of people were asking for, it wasn't actually what they needed. What they really needed was uh, to have a framework and to understand you know, why did James approach Commonwealth Bank and actually get somewhere, but hundreds of other businesses didn't? And uh, and so what it comes down to is, is the right partner at the right time with the right offering, and how do you do that? So, so that's where I started to... After two decades, nearly, of partnerships and having done been involved in hundreds and hundreds of partnerships, I just started to see that there was a common... Uh, a common series of, of steps that businesses would take that would lead them to success. And and so what we ended up doing was creating the framework that we use now. So there's quite a lot of um, uh, intellectual knowledge and business intelligence that went into creating that uh, after studying and being involved in so many partnerships firsthand. And what excites me now is that we share that framework with our members and they are having an enormous amount of success in partnerships that are meaningful to them because nobody knows your business as well as you do. So applying that framework with your knowledge and your networks and your connections um, is extremely powerful and extremely cost-effective. So you're really stepping up the old uh, networking, aren't you, where we go out and we, um, and my saying when I, I first started my business was, oh, I'm going out to shake the tush <laughs> and and. and and my, my picture was, you know, me with my tail feathers and I'd go out and sort of shake, you know, like a, like a bird on display and uh, going out to meet people. But 
it's more than that. What you're saying there is it's not just about the connections because if we go to a, a networking event and we meet people and then we form relationships, uh, it, you're saying here it's the connections and then having a framework. So, and you mentioned earlier, and I think we might have cut, cut up a little bit when you were talking about it, what causes the partnership failure is the people's in a, or the business's inability to deliver on that strategy. So, A, having a strategy and then being able to deliver on it. Is that correct? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I've, I've spoken to businesses before who say, oh, I already do that, I already partner. And, and, and a lot of companies actually have the right idea. Um, but when I, but they say, you know, they might say something like, oh, look, it didn't really work for me. And I said, well, what did you do? Um, they said, well, we, we put some business cards on their counter. And, uh, and I said, well, that, that's great that you're thinking that way, but it's not very strategic. Um, so being, you know, just passively putting business cards on someone's counter or flyers in their shop, um, you know, may not be enough uh, to actually get the outcome. So it's really about... Uh, thinking about, uh, you know, I, I guess firstly making sure you've got the right partner but also making sure that the offer is right as well. So it's, um, it's very, very important to, I think the most important part of successful partnerships is to follow the right sequence. Um, so most people just rush to the end and go to lots of networking events because they want these connections. But unless you've really thought about well, what connections do I really want and do I really need? Um, and what am I going to do with those connections and where do I actually find them? Uh, I think we're all time poor these days and running around to lots of networking events can be extremely time-consuming without much of an ROI if you don't actually have um, a great strategy uh, for why you're doing it and, and what you're going to get out of it. Mm. And for listeners, if you're not familiar with the term ROI, it's a return on investment. So, you know, the effort that you put in, obviously, you want to get a return on that. And so, Simone, you were saying then that you you found that there was a formula, that there were six steps, I think you said, or, or if I might be preempting there, because we did mention that in the introduction that you, you leveraged your own six steps to partnership marketing success. So, um, and I know that you teach the small business owners how to leverage their connections and then create partnerships that provide a win-win for both partners. So can you tell us a little bit more about this? Can you share with us these six steps? Absolutely, and I, I guess the, the main takeaway I'd love for the listeners to get out of um, our conversation is that there are three golden rules. So even before you get into the six steps, there are three golden rules for the perfect partnership. And if you can remember these and you can always check yourself in on these when you're having any conversation or you're at a networking event, um, it will always help you very quickly hone in on uh, which partners you, you have great prospects of success with. And the first one is having that win-win-win intention. So... You know, if you're talking to a potential partner and you really can't see what's in it for them uh, or you can't see what's in it for their audiences, then it's really not going to work. And, uh, and James Stevens, the founder of Roses Only, always, he said that to me in an interview where he said, if, if I can't see the benefit for the other party, um, I don't even go there. And once you have a part, your partner radar activated, you will see so many opportunities that you actually don't need to bark up the wrong tree. And I don't know if that's an Australian colloquialism, but you don't need to, you don't need to go after every, like, everybody. You know, everybody is not your partner. Everybody is not your customer. And so once you understand, once you really genuinely look for the win-win, uh, the whole tone of the conversation changes. You're not selling. You're not desperate. Um, you're not chasing. You are going to somebody with an opportunity where everybody wins. And that becomes extremely powerful and it, it gives you something else because a lot of people do hate selling um, and it's confidence. So when you have the ability to assess a potential partner and say, hey, I can see the opportunity here where everyone's going to be better off, uh, that becomes, uh, you know, very, very exciting as well uh, and, and it's a completely different approach. The second rule is making sure that you have an aligned target market. So if you sell family four-wheel drives and you go to an insurance company that sells insurance for seniors, 
uh, it's not a good match. And the, the better the alignment between your target market and the, and the partner's target market, the better the response rate you'll get, the, the better the, the relationship will be, and the more excited that partner will be um, to be working with you. The third golden rule is to make sure you have compatible values. So I've seen plenty of partnerships. Your number one rule is do you trust that partner? Do you enjoy working with them? And do you have an alignment of the, of the values that you, you have around your, your audiences and the way you do business? So if you're a very uh, ethical company, if you're very values-driven, um, you know, if you have a fun, perhaps a cheeky kind of culture, uh, it's very difficult to do business with a partner that is um, unethical, um, very conservative, and you know simply doesn't share the same kind of values that you have. And what you risk doing there is also upsetting your customers uh, because uh, you know brand leverage and, and being aligned with a particular brand is extremely powerful. But if you get it wrong, uh, you may upset your customers, and they may, you know, they may step back and say, "Hang on a minute, why are they, why are they working with that company? I don't like the values of that company." Mm. And and I can see that um, crystal clear with the way that you explain that. So if I was looking to partner, say, with an airline, then I might look at something conservative like Qantas. Or I might be going for something, you know, fun and uh, cheeky like Virgin. And so you're saying you, you really need to look at the values and the culture of the company that you're thinking of partnering with and checking out that it is aligned with you and also, you said, aligned with your target market. Fantastic. Definitely. So, so, so th- those are the three most important things to remember. Mm, yeah, I love it. And that, that would be really great if you're out top of mind looking and, and noticing. But more importantly, you said to be strategic and to actually sit down and work this out prior to even going to your networking events. And, and I can remember when I very first started my business, I would go to all of the networking events because it was important to be out there and to be seen, or so I thought. And then after a while, as my business started to grow, I didn't go to so many networking events and also I found that some of them didn't provide the return on investment and so what you're saying there is to really sit down and think about it. So um, before we go to break, we're not going to have time to get into all of the six uh, parts of your formula, but let's start and um, what's the first step? So, so really important, the first step is to make sure that you are partner ready and being partner ready means that you're very, very clear on what are, what are your objectives and when I say objectives, it's not, oh, I want three partners within the next 90 days because it's like, well, why, why do you want the partners? And so usually that objective should be something quantifiable like I want to grow my list by 100% or I want to uh, increase sales by 30%. Uh, or I want this many leads. So you just get, you get really, really clear on what you're looking for because what I see a lot of is great partnerships that are put together. And I can give you an example of a micro business who partnered with a major bank and they had, they got a direct mail piece to all of their business customers that said, uh, you might be eligible for a grant. Go to their website and find out if you are grant ready. And, uh, of course, I went to their website and there was nothing about grants whatsoever and no lead capture, nothing. And I thought, what a waste. You know, that was a major bank that sent out a direct mail piece and those leads just fell into a black hole, whereas what they should have done was had a landing page that said, uh, you know, answer these three questions to see if you're grant ready or, um, you know, put your details in here and we'll contact you to help you with grants. And that would have led to a much bigger return on that whole partnership than just hoping that these people would make their way to them and actually take action. So being partner ready is is the absolute number one first step and that gives you clarity on what partner are you looking for, what do you need from that partner um, in that relationship. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll give you the top three. Uh, The second one is... I sure just want to let you know because I don't know I don't know if you've got the time frame there. So just we've got about uh, one and a half minutes till we break. So 
Okay, so I'll, I'll whiz through these two. <laughs> okay. So the second one is making sure you understand what your assets are. Um, you know, what do you have that could be of potential value to a partner? And most people have business and personal assets, so you don't want to ignore the personal assets because they can be very valuable. Uh, and the third thing is making sure that you uh, identify the right partners, and, and those are the first three critical steps. And it's also about that sequence. So if you go through it in that sequence, uh, you're also going to end up with a great strategy. And I, and I love that. The, um, the very first one where you were saying about being partner ready and, um, you know, and uh, the example you gave where you went to the website and it wasn't ready. I can remember going to a cafe one time and it was this grand opening and there was all this big poo-ha about it, come, come, come. And when we got there, they'd run out of food and when the lady came over and she put the plate down on me, she started telling me all the things that were wrong with what I was about to eat. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, oh, we didn't have any tomato and I'm sorry we've just burnt your toast, but that's the last piece of bread we've got and uh, they really weren't ready for that. So talking about ready, we need to take a quick break. Stay with us because we've got the rest of the formula coming for you. We've got the next three steps. You're listening to Rico. Claim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton and we're speaking with Simone Novello. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to reclaim your freedom with shirley dalton if you have a question or a comment about the program please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com again that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com now back to reclaim your freedom and we're back and we're on the home stretch as we say in australia so listeners you need to lean in because we have lots of information to get to you in a short amount of time. We've been talking with Simone Novello and Simone has been sharing her six steps to partnership marketing success. We've gone through the first three steps. We're now going to look at the next three. And the thing that I'm taking out of this, Simone, is that this is really about thinking differently about your marketing in your business. So not one-on-one customers. This is much more strategic. So tell us what these last three steps are, please. Absolutely. No, and you're completely right. And what I'd love for people to get out of, the, of listening in today is that if you shift your thinking from running around chasing one customer at a time, going to networking events to pick up a new customer and actually think about it from now on as I'm looking for partners. And if you can find that one partner that has thousands of your ideal customer, it really will change the way you grow your business and you will reclaim your freedom, which is the most <laughs> important part. So, uh, so diving into those last three steps, uh, so we covered off 
getting partner ready, uh, understanding what your assets are, so we call that an asset audit, uh, partner prospecting, so that's identifying the right partners. And, and two things I want to say about that is, one, the right partner wants you as much as you want them. So if you had, if you've tried this before and you've fallen on deaf ears or if you're a bit concerned about what if they say no, well, that's the worst thing that will happen is they'll say no. Um, but what if they say yes? And if you identify the right partners, the likelihood of them saying yes is very, very high. Uh, and, uh, and also about bigger and smaller partners, the biggest partner won't get you the best outcome. So I want you to remember that as well, that sometimes a smaller, better aligned partner will be much more nimble, much easier to get a quick return on investment through. Um, so if you're looking for quick cash flow wins, um, you also want to be quite smart about you know, which partners you choose to pursue. Now the fourth mm. step is the, the offering. Uh, so did you, want to, did you want to get a word in there, Shelley, before I whip through the other three? No. No, nope, was just okay, impressed. Good. I'll keep going. Um, so the fourth step is, is the offering. So this is where a lot of people get stuck. They say, oh, I don't know what to offer. Um, you might have two companies that say, wow, we should do something, and then nobody really knows what to do. So if you've done the first three steps, by the time you get to the offering, um, you should have a pretty good idea of what sort of assets you have. You should have done some research on the partners you'd like to connect with, and therefore you should start to have a great sense of how those assets could be of benefit to your partners. So really, at the end of the day, every business has deficiencies, even the big ones, and every business has assets. And what you're looking for is those partners who can fill your deficiencies um, with their assets, and you can fill their deficiencies with your assets. So that's really what the offering comes down to. But if you're just getting started with this or you need a quick win, keep it really simple. Don't overcomplicate it because you won't get the partnership across the line quickly enough. And, and in any relationship anyway, you don't go out on a first date and pull out your baby album and, you know, give them a diamond and, and make it really high pressure. So in that first date, it's sharing content. It's a simple affiliate relationship. It's what can we do to help you? What, what can we do that will give your audiences more value? Um, and, and always think about it from the perspective of what can we do for you? Because a lot of people go into a partnership saying, I want, I need, or what's in it for me. Um, so that's really important. The last two steps, the fifth step, is sealing the deal. And this dovetails nicely into that. Sealing the deal is about uh, so getting the deal across the line, is keeping it simple um, and really understanding what's going to motivate the partner. So unless you understand, you could think you have the best thing since sliced bread, but if that's not going to achieve the partner's key objectives, it's not going to excite them, they're not going to engage with you. So you need to understand and it really comes down by simply asking, what are your objectives? How can I help you? Um, you know, tell me about you and your audiences. So the, more, the better an understanding you have of that, the more likely the light bulb will go on and you'll say, well, as a matter of fact, I have this great asset that would do that for you. Um, that's really, it's that simple. And the sixth step is, uh, I call it happily ever after. <laughs> so I see a lot of partnership, great partnerships form and they don't go anywhere. So, um, or, or they get complacent and a competitor comes in and they, and they swoop the partnership out from under their feet. Look after your partner, build on it, leverage, share results, um, celebrate your successes and keep building those relationships. Wow. I love it. Now, I know that you teach this too, and I know that you've also got a um, gift which we'll talk to the listeners about in a minute. So, um, Simone, what's the first thing our listeners should do if they want to include partnership marketing in their business marketing strategy? So the first thing to do is make sure you remember those golden rules, number one. Um, and then what I would have a think about is, you know, who do you already get asked for referrals to? So like my central heating example, I asked him for, uh, you know, do you, can you recommend someone that does insulation? If your customers are asking you for those things and your answer is we don't do that, we don't know, um, start to think, think about that again and start to think about what you could be doing uh, to help your customers better. 
uh, and also where do your customers come from? If you're getting, if customers are being referred to you, um, who's referring them, and can you build a stronger relationship, or can you replicate that? referral relationship with other partners like that to amplify um, the benefits of those relationships. So I just start looking at your existing assets, your existing connections, and how could you be better leveraging those. Fantastic. So tell us about the gift that you have for people. I think we we have the uh, Hidden Power of Partnerships. It's a uh, very easy read and uh, if you want to digest all of this <laughs> a little bit more easily um, or go and revisit it, um, then we've got a, a, an e-book download which is all about the hidden power of partnerships and uh, in that e-book I go into the four key benefits of partnerships as well um, which is great to understand because it really will excite you about this strategy and, uh, and help you decide whether it's something you want to make a core part of your growth strategy. Well, I, I can tell you, Simone, after talking with you today, I'm certainly more enlightened and I'm certainly more excited too to be thinking about it, and especially when you gave some examples before about objectives. You know, if you want to grow your list or increase your sales or the number of leads, and you mentioned in the break that it's not just bricks and mortar businesses, that it is actually online businesses and any business. So, um Listeners, I had no idea about the importance and benefits of partnering with other businesses and nor how simple it could be if you know what you're doing. (laughs) And so Simone with Partner to Grow has been sharing with us today the right way to go about setting up and establishing these partnerships so that we do live happily ever after, as you say, and I love that. So thanks so much, Simone, for sharing with us today. It's been enlightening. Time's flying and uh, that's all we have time for today. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. We've been speaking with partnership marketing expert, Simone Novello. Until next week, I encourage you to identify the possible partnership marketing opportunities you and your business have and may you move closer to creating your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 